Hello and welcome to a late Monday night edition of the Locked On Penguins podcast. I am, of course, your host, Hunter Hodes. Follow the show on Twitter at LO underscore Penguins. Follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. And the Penguins had two games this past weekend, of course, and they won both of them. They now are on a three-game winning streak. Um, let's just, I guess, let's just get into the first game. Uh, they play the Arizona Coyotes. Phil Kessel made his return. Um, I just want to say, say about Phil Kessel, um, great job to, to everyone that went. I had a lot of friends that go to the game, a lot of people I saw. You know, great standing ovation to give Phil Kessel. It looked like he was about to cry a couple times. And he does not, he does not the kind of player that shows, I think, a lot of big-time emotion on the ice, especially like when he scores and whatnot. I've seen it only a few times, but... Um, great job, Penguins fans. Uh, that was a great video that the Penguins made for him. The nice guy tries hard and at the end loves the game. Um, so many great highlights over the years when Kessel was here. The Penguins would not have both of those Stanley Cups if it wasn't for his services and how much he did in those two Stanley Cup runs. And I thought that was a great tribute. I thought it was a great video. And I, I just I, his comments after the game, he even said he loved it. He loves the city. Um, he absolutely loves the fans in Pittsburgh, and um, that made me really happy to see. But in terms of the overall game, the Penguins did a good job on Kessel. Um, he did have a couple chances, but um, we'll just get into Tristan Jari. I mean, wow. Uh, Tristan Jari, folks, just keeps getting better and better. That leg save that he had um, late, I think this was in the third period, he just he basically kicks the puck up over the net and it hits the glass and it was going in and Tristan Jari it's one of the saves of the season I thought and um you know there's still no I, I'm not gonna go as far as to say there's a goalie controversy this is just um a case where you know Jesse Marshall wrote this in his piece The Athletic um when he talked about the goalie situation and I agree with him you know you, it's basically you, you ride the hot hand and that's what you're doing right now when you when you have a good a backup that's playing really well and your starter is still struggling you just ride the backup until he ultimately will regress a little bit, and then you can put your starter back in and have him carry the workload, okay? And in this day and age, you don't really need your starter playing 65, 60 games. You know, maybe 50, 55 is probably okay. And it looks like at that this point, that's what Matt Murray is on track to do, which is good. But Jari, he was seeing the puck well all night. Uh, there was a few surges in the game from Arizona where Jari was just on his game. And, uh, yeah, that's, that was back-to-back shutouts for him. I think that was the first time since um, Marc-Andre Fleury did back-to-back shutouts, if I'm not mistaken. I don't think uh, – well, if we're, if we're talking overall, playoff-wise, it was Matt Murray game five, game six of the Stanley Cup final against Nashville. But regular season-wise, I believe this was the first time since Marc-Andre Fleury did it a few seasons ago. I have to go double back and check, but I know it was not my Marc-Andre Fleury. I had, Matt Murray did not um, – do it. I have to double check on what games it was, but um, still very impressive that Tristan Jari was able to do that. Um, just you know, he, he's seeing the puck really well right now, and you know what? That's 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 awesome. You know, especially you know when your backup goalie's playing like this, you're, you're stacking points with player more play with players out. You need your goalie to be good, and that's exactly what Tristan Jari has been. Um, it's just it's been a welcome surprise. Um, I thought Antti Ranta also had a really good game. Um, for the Coyotes, the Penguins had a lot of chances. They were lucky that game was not, I think, blown open a little more. But the Penguins, they, they did enough to get the win. 
I mean, you know, of course, it was the goal. Uh, Malkin had had the had the goal to give the Penguins the lead. Uh, it was kind of a little bit of a boring game, I thought, throughout the first couple periods. You know, there wasn't a lot going on. Sure, there were some teams getting some chances, but I mean, there just wasn't like it was just a lot more boring than I thought this game was going to be, considering how good the Coyotes have been. But you know, credit to the Penguins defensively. Um, they they shut down Arizona that game. Arizona did not have a lot of grade. Um, a chances, um, I think I would say. I mean, I know Jari had 33 saves, but I mean, the Penguins, they kept a lot of that to the outside. And like I said, you know, credit to the Penguins defense because, you know, they've been one of the NHL's stingiest defensive teams this season. Um, and, uh, you know, they're not as good as the Islanders, but, you know, it, when you're playing that well defensively and when you're limiting shots, it does wonders for a, a, the backup goaltender. And even though it does do wonders for the backup goaltender, I still will not take away just how good Tristan Jari has been. But uh, Malkin was kind of a harmless play for his goal. He just pokes the puck five hole. It looked like a broken play. And Malkin's a celebration, uh, folks. Uh, wow. Uh, he was he was really excited about that goal. I mean, who and who could blame him? You know, he came into this season really you know, really wanting to prove people that, you know, last season was kind of a mirage for him that he struggled. Um, and he, he's he's doing that so far um, right now, folks. Um, without Evgeny Malt, without Sidney Crosby in the lineup, it's been 14 games. Malkin, six goals, 16 assists, has 50, 51 shots on goal, 80 shot attempts. Penguins, um, shots on goal with him on the ice. They're up 18 to 11 with him. Well, they outscore teams 18 to 11 with him, with him on the ice. And the Penguins have gone eight and three and three in these 14 games. This is all according to Dmitry Filipovich um, of Yahoo ESPN. Shout out to him. He's a really great follow for all you uh, hockey fan people. If you got, if you're on Twitter, uh, please give Dmitry a follow. He does a lot of good work for many sites. And I thought that was very interesting. You know, Malkin, you know, he's just been on another level and you know what? That's par for the course for him when Cindy Crosby goes out of the lineup, you know, and you know, also he also gets the team's best winger, Jake Gensel. Jake Gensel has been phenomenal this season. Um, you know, of course, he also steps out when Sidney Crosby's out. He steps up when Sidney Crosby is out, of course, my mistake. But, you know, it also helps when you have the team's best winger and the team's best goal scorer this season in Jake Gensel. So, you know, not to take anything away from that, but, you know, he's just, he's been outstanding. And, you know, the Penguins have really needed him, too, as the Penguins continue to bank points. Uh, also, Brandon Tanev had a goal. Um, he had the empty net goal. Uh, it looked like Teddy was gonna. He could have shot. He would have added the empty net goal, but he preferred to give it to Brandon Tanev, who continues to um, excel in his game. Um, I can't say enough about how good Brandon Tanev has been this season. That's another goal for him. Um, yeah, I just I thought this game that was a really really well played game by the Penguins. Uh, I know at times they were hemmed in their own zone a little bit, but I still defensively I thought they didn't give up as many chances uh, as they, as they sometimes do. They kept Arizona to the perimeter. Um, Tristan Jari, just absolutely outstanding play from him. Um, and he's probably going to get the start tomorrow night against Montreal, folks. I think that's what they're going to keep doing, even though Matt Murray did get a win on Sunday against the Red Wings, and we'll be getting to that coming up pretty shortly. But um, yeah, I think that's probably what's going to be the plan of goalie. And of course, Evgeny Malkin, Brandon Tanev. I'm trying to see if I missed anyone else from that game. I don't think I really, really did. I mean, Gensel, I know, had an assist. Uh, I, don't really, I don't really think I missed anyone from the game. But um, yeah, just a really great game for the Penguins to win. They won two in a row. And then, of course, uh, we'll, we'll get to the Detroit game very shortly. So, of course, the Penguins had their game against the Detroit Red Wings on Saturday night. Um, I, had have, uh, I had a friend at the game, Adam Rickert. Shout out to you, buddy. Um, 
I don't think I've talked about you on this podcast before, but if it wasn't for us doing top shelf hockey when I was about 15, 16 years old and you were about 19, 20 with Rob Kirk and um, Brian Bobo, I don't think I'd be in this position that I am today getting to host this uh, Locked on Penguins podcast every day. So I thank you every day for all the hockey that we talked and all the talk to hockey that we talked, especially on uh, the top shelf hockey podcast. That was for um, eDraft. That was back when I was a kid. Um, I don't sound like how I used to on that podcast. If you guys want to go check that out, I sound like a completely different person. It's probably way obnoxious back then than I am now, um, especially on Twitter. I'm not like that anymore, thank God. But um, Adam, shout out to you, buddy. I love you. Um, I hope you had a great time in the game. He was texting me about it during the time. Um, a lot of empty seats down um, at Little Caesar Arena in the lower bowl, but apparently Adam said that's what always happens because apparently it's a lot of corporate um, companies buy those seats, but they also don't sell them to people. And it doesn't help that the Red Wings have been very, very bad this season. Um, the Red Wings have been the worst team in the league. Uh, after that game, they've now lost 11 games in a row. Um, just not good. <laughs> that team is bad. Um, and, you know, I, I feel bad for Stevie Eisenman because, I mean, he's going to get them out of it. He's too good of a general manager not to. But I think they're going to have to make a coaching change in Jeff Blaschel. I don't really think they're listening to him. He's been there for the last few seasons ever since um, he took over for Mike Babcock, who went to Toronto then, of course, was fired. But um, I, I think they're going to have to make a coaching change. There. And they just don't have enough talent. Uh, that's just a bad team. Uh, their, their defense, I don't think I recognized one defenseman on that team. Uh, yeah, I, I literally don't think I recognized any defenseman on the Red Wings washer. That's how bad it was. And, um, you know, they have Dylan Larkin. Um, you know, I tend to see you. I know Mantha is out for a little bit. Um, I think apparently Adam said he's been out all season. I did not know that. But, I mean, they still have some d- good young boys. They have Philip Zadina, you know, but he's on the third line with Darren Helm for some reason. Don't really get that coaching decision. But, um, anyways, let's go back to the game. I thought the Penguins played a pretty good game. You know, I mean... I wouldn't say, I mean, I'll take that back a little bit. I wouldn't say pretty, pretty good, but, I mean, they did enough to get the win. They could have played a lot better, but, you know, they're on a back-to-back. They're playing one of the worst teams in the league. I know it's a hard game to get up for sometimes, especially considering that um, they're just they're so bad, and you played the night before. I got a little bit of an emotional win against the Coyotes with Phil Castle returning, but you got up. You, you got the win. The Penguins jumped out to um, a 2 nothing lead against Detroit. Um, Chad Ruedel got his first goal of the season. That was a bomb of a shot. I mean, oh my, oh my goodness. Uh, that was, that was absolutely beautiful. Um, you folks, Dominic Cahoon, I think it was, it was Cahoon, I believe, that did open the scoring for the game. I, I'm gonna have to go, um, double check. But he did have a gorgeous goal. Um, just, you know, comes in, you know, just a beautiful shot. And, you know, Dominic Cahoon, guys, you know, he just keeps on getting better and better. Uh, what a trade this has turned out to be. Um, I think now that's eight goals and 17 assists for Cahoon this season in 29 games. He's played in almost every game. Um, you know, this is the player that it looks like that they scouted in Chicago. You know, it looked like, I mean, probably for the first eight to 10 games, the Penguins were probably like puzzled. Like, what the hell is going on? Why Why is this guy not producing like we saw he, he did in Chicago when he was getting top six minutes and producing an even strength? Well, now he is. You know, sometimes it takes a player a little longer to adjust than some others, but he is fully on now. Like I said, eight goals, 17 points, 29 games. Um, you can play him anywhere in the lineup. He has a great shot. He, he's fast. He's tenacious. 
He does everything well on the ice. He's the kind of player, like I said, that the Penguins need to start acquiring. And, hey, it's almost as if when you get someone like Tom Wilson out of Jim Rutherford's head, and for some reason he was in his head for so long, you go back and start making moves that, hey, won you back-to-back Stanley Cups, like acquiring Dominic Cahoon. It's almost as if, wow, that plan worked. You should never have went away from it in the first place, and now that you're back to it, let's keep the train going. You don't need to go back to going getting hoofer, getting heavier, whatnot. You know, just a great goal. Um, also, Evgeny Malkin scored again. He had, he had three points. Jake Gensel also had a goal in that game with two assists. And then uh, John Marino had the empty netter to seal it. Um, Penguins, you know, they were in control of this game for basically the whole way through. Um, it was uh, 4-1 for a while. Um, it was 4-1. Um, well, really, it was mostly just four-one. Yeah, yeah, it was it was three-one after the th- the second period. Uh, after after I believe Malkin got the third goal. Yeah, it was Malkin. Then the Peng- then the um, then the Penguins made it four-one in the uh, third period. And the Red Wings they did score a couple goals towards the end of the third period. Um, I thought Matt Murray d- would. He, it was it was a step in the right direction for him. I'll say that. You know, to the goals, he really didn't have too much of a chance on. I don't think they were kind of you know plays the pucks down. I don't think any goal he would stop. The third goal I do have a problem with. Um, Larkin shot that right right to him. There was no screen in front. That puck can't go uh, through Murray's five hole. Um, that's just a um, just, that's just a weak goal to allow. You, you, you saw it the whole way. You can't let that in. Um, it's just it's just soft. But then um, a few minutes later, the Red Wings were actually pressuring the Penguins and got some really good chances off of Larkin. Larkin had one of them, and Murray stonewalled all of them. I thought Murray had some really nice saves in this game. I know if the stat sheet's not going to look pretty, 893 save percentage, uh, 25 saves out of 28 shots. But, um, you know, he did enough to get the Penguins to win. You know, he, he's, he, he, the Penguins, they were reeling a little bit towards the end of the game, of course, since they, they probably didn't have uh, their legs a lot. Like I said, I know it's sometimes hard to get up to play a team like the Red Wings, who have just been so bad. But the Penguins, they were able to, I believe also, folks, this snapped a four-game away losing streak against the Red Wings. I don't think they, they, they don't win too often at um, Little Caesars Arena and whatnot. But Penguins, they were able to get the win. Like I said, Matt Murray, like I said, it's a step in the right direction. He got the win. I think a win can do a little bit wonders for his confidence. Um, I, well, I think it can can get get him more confident. I don't think he just he needs to be he needs to be more square to the shooters. I think he needs to play bigger in net. You know, because when he's doing that, man, there just there are not many goalies in this league that are better than Matt. I I, I really really believe that. Um, but like I said, and I'll say it again. Step in the right direction. Not not even close to being all the way back yet. He's going to continue to get starts. You know, I wouldn't be too too surprised if he did get the start against Montreal tomorrow, since he did get the win. But also, I would expect um, Jari uh, to get that start, considering he he's has back to back shutouts going on right now. I think more likely could be he plays the Kings on Saturday night, considering the Kings have been really really bad this season. Or he could also play Columbus. The Penguins do play Columbus. Um, this week on Thursday. Um, the Penguins don't have a back-to-back until next weekend when they have the Western Canada road trip. But still, you're, you're, they're probably going to alternate starts, I think, between Murray and Jari. Um, that's basically what you can do. Or, like I said, you just keep riding Jari, um, and give Murray some starts in between there, um, whatever. But, yeah, you know this this win gets the Penguins now to... Um, seventeen and nine and four. You know the second place uh, through fourth or fifth place. Not a lot of big margin for error right now, folks. Uh, 
especially with the Flyers keep winning. I think the Flyers are now just a couple points up on the Penguins. They're, they're also playing some really good hockey. The Islanders are still playing some really good hockey. Um, it, it's going to be a dogfight for those two through three, three, four, five slots. Still Carolina down there. Um, it's going to be a dog because we all know I think Washington's going to win the Metropolitan Division. I mean, they do it every season. It, it's one of the things you can basically bank on. I, I've always never understood why people don't pick the Capitals to win the Metropolitan Division. I think it's kind of funny because they basically won the Metro like every season that the Metropolitan Division has been there. So um, I, I kind of find it funny. But um, yeah, it's going to be a dogfight. The Penguins need to keep back, uh, back stacking points and uh, they'll have another chance to when they take on the uh, Montreal Canadiens uh, tomorrow night. And we'll preview that game a little bit in the next segment here. Um, as well as, well, um, well, I'll talk about that too. I have another something that came up today that when I was uh, scrolling through uh, Twitter, uh, seeing some Penguins fans talk about uh, Dominic Simone, because of course, um, he always uh, is talked about on Penguins Twitter for good or evil. So like I said, so for the road ahead for this, the Penguins this week, in case you guys um, did not know, I mean, I just talked about it, obviously. But for this week, folks, they play the Montreal Canadiens tomorrow night at home. Uh, they all Then they play the Columbus Blue Jackets at home at PPG Paints Arena on Thursday night. And then Saturday night, they host the LA Kings before starting a four-game road trip on Tuesday, December 17th, which goes through December 27th, where they have the Western Canada road trip, and then they go to Nashville to play the Predators, and that will be a home-and-home series, actually, the 27th and 28th, so right after Christmas, right after the little holiday break, they will have a home-and-home. But anyways, folks, um, they they play Montreal tomorrow night. Uh, Montreal, they've been they've been reeling a bit lately. Uh, they had they had just lost. I think what was it like a um, one, two, three, four, five. I'm counting this right now. Five, seven, six, seven, eight, eight. They had an eight game losing streak. They finally broke that on December third against the Islanders. So eight out of nine. Then they lost to the Avalanche on the fifth. and they beat the Rangers. Um, so yeah, this is a team that um, is just. They're they're just they're not playing well right now. Um, they've lost nine out of their last eleven games to fall uh, kind of out of the. Well, they're still they're still kind of in the playoff picture. They're only really two. Yeah, they they, they basically are. Uh, they're thirteen, eleven, and six. I know they've lost eight out of ten, nine of eleven, but still they're only two points out of third place in the division of the Buffalo Sabers, who have been playing a little bit better lately. Um, the Atlantic is kind of a. a, a of a, excuse me, pardon my French, my, my language, but it's kind of a shit show this season. Um, besides the Bruins, who are just a buzzsaw. But I mean, after that, literally from from second place all the way down to sixth place in the in the division, um, it is it is separated by four points. Uh, the Lightning, there's the, you know the Lightning may have a big run coming, even though they've not been good this season. Never know with Toronto; they've been playing a little bit better lately, but still they've been struggling. Um, I don't know what's going to happen in the Atlantic. Uh, it's it's pretty it's pretty odd, but um, so for Montreal, of course, you have the usual customers. Uh, Shea Weber is there. Brendan Gallagher, Jonathan uh, Drouin. I think Jonathan Drouin actually might still be hurt from that hit. Um, yeah, yeah, he is. He is still out. Um, of course, like I said, Brendan Gallagher, Max Domi is still there. Thomas Tatar, um, Lekkinen, Nick Suzuki is there. Jordan Wheel, Nick Cousins. Of course, on defense, besides uh, Shea Weber, Jeff Petrie, he's one of my favorites. I used to love um, Jeff Petrie. I wanted the Penguins to acquire him at one of the trade deadlines when he went to Montreal. Then, of course, they signed him. Uh, ben Chirot, Brett Kulak, uh, and then, of course, um, in goal, uh, Corey, uh, Corey, uh, Carey Price. 
Um, he will be adding the start. He's one of the best goaltenders in the league. He has been for quite some time, you know. Um, he's gone down well, just a little bit, but um, I think this is the game that Penguins can definitely win. Trying to extend their win streak to four in a row without Sidney Crosby in the lineup, of course, with Nick Bustad, Justin Schultz, and Patrick Hornquist. They'll all still be out for a little bit. Um, it doesn't look like they're any closer to um, returning. But, um, yeah, that was just a little low short preview of the Canadians. You know, they're still without Jonathan Duran, like I said. But they still have some good players. Like I said, Gallagher, Tatar, Domi, Shway Weber, uh, Petrie, Carey Price, and Nat. So um, this, is, will be a, this will be a good challenge, I think, for the Penguins defensively. But um, also, I wanted to get into before we end today's episode. Um, there was a lot of talk today about um, Dominic Simone. Um, I saw Jeff of Pensblog was arguing with um, who is this guy? Um, basically, it's like Penguin Penguin Nation Jake from Twitter, and um, I don't really under like it was like basically it was an argument about why Dominic Simone has just been useless lately. He's not scoring, and it's like. Like, and basically, like, the whole argument is like, well, you know, if he's not scoring, like, he just sucks. Well, it's like, not not really. He's driving possession. He's creating scoring chances. Like, yes, obviously he's been missing the net a lot lately. It's been his biggest problem, you know. If goal scoring was easy, everyone would do it. You know, if goal scoring was easy, everyone would just be like Alex Ovechkin, who's the greatest goal scorer to ever live. I mean, or Wayne Gretzky, whoever it is. Yeah, I mean, whoever you think it is. In my opinion, it's Alex Ovechkin. And then there was the argument that, you know, analytics are irrelevant to winning hockey games. Like, that's just, that's a, that's a stupid take. Jay, come on, man. That's just... You know, we the Penguins literally have an analytics guru in the front office, and um, in Sam Ventura, he's the director of hockey research for the Penguins, and he reports directly to I think like the assistant general manager, like is it Carmanos, who literally reports to Jim Rutherford, and he's like the head of the analytics. So I mean, like I, you know, the Capitals also use analytics in their front office, and hey, it got them a cup just a couple seasons ago. Uh, I just I'll never understand why having so much information as you can is just considered bad. Um, it's just kind of a boomer take, if you ask me. Um, I, like I said, I, I've never understood the insight into why people love to bash um, on Dominic Simone. I guess he's just not. Well, you know, he hasn't. I guess um, scored as much, and you know, it, it is a problem. It, it definitely is a problem. But, I mean, if you're going to, like, compare it to, like, well, you know, like, Evgeny Malkin and all that, it's like, come on, man. Like, that's just not. Like, there's plenty of other players uh, in, in this league. I mean, that Jeff mentioned in the argument, you know, Stamkos has 3-5-V-5 points, um, and he's not – he's one of the best players in the league. Um, Johnny Goudreau has been really bad in 5v5 his last 17 games like Dominic Simone has too. I mean, are, are they bad players or are they just going through a rut just like Dominic Simone is? And I guess – I know Dominic Simone is not close to as good as any of those players, but you know, th those are all still really, really good players that are going through the same thing he is. So um, I, I really don't understand why people have to, um, you know, he's just people have to keep dying on the hill that Dom Simone is a bad player. There's so much evidence to suggest that he's not a bad player. You're objectively wrong if you think he is, considering he drives possession. The team literally creates scoring chances almost every time he's on the ice. He drives with this on any line he, he he plays on, and Mike Sullivan has said that constantly. I, I, the results are going to come, I would say, with Simone. But um, I just want to get that off my chest a little bit. Um, we'll have another episode coming tomorrow. I think it'll be after the Penguins-Montreal game uh, to recap it and see what we uh, saw out of it. Until then, guys, thank you all so much for listening, and we'll talk to you guys soon.